Welcome to the Fat Talks podcast. Here we will share lessons to help you on your business and fitness journey. I'll be sharing practical solutions from building my business and having mind-opening conversations with amazing personalities too. My name is Tommy Rotimi. I'm the founder and creative director of Exclamations by Tommy Rotimi, a proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand I founded almost two decades ago. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line, a book on life lessons for fitness and business. Welcome to Fat Talks. Hello, welcome to my podcast today, another day, another episode. Today I'm doing something fun, something I've been looking forward to doing for a while. So when it came up on my calendar today, I was super excited. Today I am talking about smart work or working smart, whichever way you want to call it. And I'm going to start off by reading an excerpt from my book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line. If you've read my book, you know it's broken down into lessons. And that makes it really easy. It's a very easy, simple book. And all the lessons are, you know, nice and short and to the point. So today I'm reading lesson 14 and it's titled Work Smart. So let's go. Here I go with the reading. I'm a hard worker. I firmly believe that if you put in time and effort, success is bound to follow. However, I am learning that there is another way, a different kind of effort that engages the mind and not just the muscle. I call it smart work. It is a kind of task that preserves our physical strength but still delivers tangible rewards. Smart work requires a different kind of thinking. In business, smart work could take the form of collaborations and partnerships, spreading your risk and multiplying your chances of success. It could mean investing in technology, shortening turnaround time and improving quality. For entrepreneurs, smart work now includes leveraging social media to reach a wider pool of customers. Smart work does not have to be complicated. It could be as simple as moving a store sign, tweaking an old design, or launching a loyalty scheme. Hard work will never go out of style, but it is smart work that delivers the juiciest rewards. In my weight loss journey, I also had to explore my smarts. I was introduced to HIIT, that is, High Intensity Interval Training, and I fell in love with the program because it saved me time. So instead of running for an hour, I only had to invest 30 minutes in strength training. I got smart with my diet too. Serving my meals on smaller plates, for instance, was an easy way to eat less. Drinking two glasses of water before every meal also cut my calories down by making me feel fuller faster. Instead of deep frying in oil, air frying my food was my smartest solution to cut down calories without cutting out the flavor. These intelligent moves are just a few of the many little things we can do that deliver outstanding results.
That's it. That's lesson 14. Smart work for me is the difference between an intelligent entrepreneur and one who is possibly immature. A lot of us want to do a lot just so that we feel the burn. You know, you feel the excitement. You will even have the bragging rights to say you are doing so much. And many of us have a warped understanding of what it really takes to succeed. So we understand that you need to work hard, right? But you don't understand that you need to work smart. Those two are not mutually exclusive. By all means, we have to embrace the fact that hard work, success, it takes commitment and it takes time. But we also have to be consistently and consistently looking out for intelligent ways where we can invest our energies, you know, and earn the most and gain the most. This is a life skill, something that should be applied in both business and in your life's journey, in your fitness journey, in your spiritual journey, in your associations, anywhere you are seeking reward. You must always be out looking for a smarter way of doing things. In business, for instance, one big thing I see in my industry is how entrepreneurs feel the pressure to keep bringing out new products all of the time because new products, they feel, will give them an opportunity to engage their customers, both existing and to also give the impression that they are always, you know, doing something new, fresh and different. It gives this air of excitement with the brand. While there is some truth to this, what I realize is that the life of every product is cut short once it's overshadowed by the campaign or, or the, the vavavoom or the excitement of a new product that comes shortly after. Smart work tells me to milk a product, milk a design for all it's got. Smart work tells me to establish and institutionalize this design in my business, to own it, to make a signature, to gain an intelligent, sorry, to, to connect with my customers emotionally by creating new strategies you know, to market this product by sharing the story behind the conception of this product, by introducing this product to new markets. These are the things that stretch the life of the product and more importantly, conserves your creative energy. This is one major smart move that I see lacking in a lot of creative entrepreneurs. And I don't want it to lack in you. If you follow my brand, you know I believe in this and I have believed in it for years. Every single design that, is, that I'm privileged to introduce to the market, I'm excited about and I want to give it its day. I want to own it. And more importantly, I want to establish it as mine. I want this, this particular product to find its people. And it's not something you can do in a hurry. More importantly, every design has an opportunity to evolve. A design might start 
as a t-shirt and it may end up as a hot couture piece. A design can start as a jumpsuit and end up as a corseted dress. A design can start off as um, a day dress and end up as an occasion wear. Like this wide spectrum of opportunity, you know, that this, this design can go through is inexhaustible. But it can be cut short if we are quick to bring in something else because we would rather invest our energy physically, you know, in bringing out new products all of the time than invest our intelligence in seeing how a design can evolve and new markets that it can be introduced to. Some designs don't even need to evolve beyond what they are. They just need to find new markets. And that alone will stretch their lives and increase their value. So this is one smart way of working as a creative entrepreneur that I want you to commit to doing now. As a matter of fact, what I want you to do, and this is something that I have done several times, is I want you to take one of your bestsellers. So you can consider this as a homework, as an assignment. Take one of your bestsellers today. Get yourself your sketch pad or your notebook or your journal, whatever it is you want to write on, on and begin to evolve this design. When I did this, I took one of my popular jumpsuits and begin to, began to evolve it. I asked myself, what can this jumpsuit become? What else can it become? I cut it in two and made it a two-piece. So that jumpsuit became a top and a pair of trousers. I took up the bottom and made it a skirt. And that jumpsuit became a fit and flare dress. I took off the top and turned the, 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 the top to a jacket. It became another type of two-piece, a skirt and a jacket. I took the, jack, I took the jumpsuit. I changed the color. I removed the sleeves. It became a sleeveless jumpsuit in a different color. I'm not exaggerating. By the time I was done and I couldn't exhaust the possibilities, I had 17 different ways that this jumpsuit could evolve. And that did not include the obvious ways of changing textures, changing fabrics, and even changing colors. The possibilities were unending. And spiritually, you know, guys, at me and, you know, my, my business, I consider it a spiritual journey. I felt God also saying to me that there was a lot more life in that gift that he had given me than I had explored. And so I did something. I introduced this piece in one of the iterations and it took on a life on its, of its own. So much so that some of the people who had bought the original piece, didn't even recognize this as being an iteration of the first. It took on a life of its own. And it became a piece I was able to explore new demographics with, new markets with. And we ended up selling this piece to a new set of customers that had never even bought from exclamations before. That is smart. That is smart work. Another kind of smart work that I have done is collaborating. And you guys know I love collaborations. I've taken the same piece and in the bid to introduce this to a new market, I've collaborated with other brands where they have styled their piece with mine and we've been able to create a piece that we were able to value higher and introduce to an even more 
um, sophisticated clientele. Just because I collaborated with another brand. The possibilities are endless when you are thinking smart. Thinking smart also includes using technology. I mentioned that in the book. This one is my present obsession. You can leverage technology to manage inventory, to manage design process, to manage the marketing process. One thing that I have started doing personally, you know, and this is going a bit into the nitty gritty, is print on demand. You know, so I'm not going to talk too much about this. I want you to go and explore that. Go and go and research that. But print on demand helps you manage inventory because you are focusing on designing and leveraging a technology that does the production and the logistics. So go and research that. That is technology that is smart, right? That's smart. There are so many other ways you can think smart, but you have to be ready to think outside your comfort zone, to step outside of your comfort zone, to think differently, to begin to learn. To think smart, one thing you cannot avoid is to start being a student again. Whether you've been in business for 10 years or 20, smart work will, in, will include investing in learning, learning new ways, whether it's learning about a potential strategic partner or learning a new technology, gaining a new skill, you will most certainly have to invest in learning to be a smarter entrepreneur. Hard work takes brawn. Smart work takes brains. And in the dispensation we're in right now, smart work is the one that delivers the juiciest reward. I am reiterating what I read in the book. Smart work is also something that I'm learning in my fitness journey as well. And as you grow older, this is going to be an asset for you. For instance, I'm back on my fitness journey. I had confessed that I fell off. Oh, no. Well, the word is not fitful enough for me because fitness would always be a part of my life, to be honest. But I took a break from my rigorous um, workout routine, not because I wanted to per se, but because I had so much going on in my life. It was just something I stepped away from for a minute. But it had, it's always going to be part of my consciousness. So about two weeks ago, I got back into my routine, but I wanted something different. I've been a runner for the past six years, um, but I wanted to start exploring new ways of including cardio in my routine, of including more strength training, and even more programs that were not as, um, you know, that were not as tough on my joints, right? So, you know, low impact low impact um, programs. So recently in my research, because even in that you have to research, I discovered Pilates and it's something I'm doing now. So I've signed up for a program and I've started on my journey with Pilates and I am thoroughly enjoying the whole program. It's like a new universe for me. I'm enjoying the breathing exercises. I'm enjoying the intentionality, the consciousness, the movement, the being, delib the being deliberate about movement, how my body is learning to move, you know, how it, it simultaneously includes 
breathing exercises and strength training and flexi- flexibility or flexibility training as well as stretching. It's such a whole new universe for me and I'm loving it. But guess what? It's also smart thinking, smart work. I don't need to do this for a long length of time, but it works everything. Both it helps in um, physical therapy for me, for the areas of my body that hurt a little. It also helps in my breathing, in my stretching. It's a whole mind, body and soul type of um, routine and I'm loving it but it's smart and it took investigating in, in and also took um, researching right so these are the kind of things that we need to do in every area of your life start thinking smarter right start thinking smarter and become a student again the challenge we have as we become more mature or as we become longer in our business journeys and in our life journeys and with age is we become committed to our old ways. We are not flexible. You know, we've learned a way of doing things. We've done it for so long and it's difficult for us to change. We find change difficult the older we get, but it shouldn't be. It's not something that we should accept As we go older, as we get older, it's important that we start changing things up. For one thing, it's good for your brain health. You know, the more you learn, the more brain cells you gain. Research has shown this. So it shows that it is important as we grow older to start learning new things. Our life depends on it. So don't be one of those people that believes, oh, an old dog cannot be taught new tricks. No. An old dog needs new tricks to remain useful. So now I am committing myself to trying to learn new things. I'm also committing myself to even make friends with the younger generation. So now I'm having more and more friends who are much younger than me. You know, if you know me, you know I have a lot of friends who are older than me. Now I have quite a number of friends who are younger than me that that I'm, um, I'm learning from them because they are the cusp of all the new things going on and they can teach you and they can rub off on you. I'm committing to learning new things and it's also a smarter way to live. That's it for today. That's it for today. And if there's any lesson you've learned from this, I hope it's that it's important to work smart, smart. It's important to learn new things and to be committed to a life of learning. And it is also important to open our minds to the possibilities that exist outside of our usual way of doing things. This will not only be useful in your business life, but in every facet of your life, both spiritually, financially, even in your relationships, right? So this is what I want you to take away from today's podcast. There's so much more to learn from my book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line. Today I read you lesson 14, but we have so many more lessons in this book. Altogether, we have 32 lessons in the book. Each of them an easy read and something that you can take away and apply to your life immediately. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you'll share it with your friends and with anybody else you feel needs to hear this. I also hope you'll give me feedback. Let me know what has resonated with you in this episode. Let me know your own relationship with change and with smart work and what you are going to start doing right away, you know, in your journey um, to self-actualization and to learning new things, right? Anyway, that's it for today. Thank you so very much for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was an amazing episode. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also, buy the book. Bad Transfer from Westline to Bottom Line is available on Amazon and also on www.tomirotimi.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what resonated with you in the episode or in the book by tagging me on Instagram at tommy.rotimi or tag the book page Fat Transfer by Tommy. Looking forward to the next episode. Tune in, please. Thank you and bye.